Daniel, and we are up tonight podcast to magically disappoint our parents. Thank you. Not sorry. Oh, yeah, we're not sorry. <laughs> um, I have some announcements, everybody. This will be our last episode for 2023. How does it feel to have grown so far? We here. We here. What an existential. Opinion. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Drop that off. It does seem. I I can't believe it. Right. <laughs> This show has been going on since 2019. It was like right before lockdown. Uh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. So it's been a while. So another year in the books. And also stay tuned as we journey to 100. I think this might be our, wait, my this requires math, 95th or 96th episode. I know. Maybe 90-ish something. Right. <laughs> Subscribe and help us. Math. Yes. <laughs> and those are the announcements for BB. So we start check-ins. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so we're going to check in. I'm going to start first. Number one, um, my siblings and I are plotting to get my parents a cat. Oh, my God. So, uh, just leave it outside. Well, my brother, Alan, found a cat just like outside of his workplace. And he took it home um, or took it to his girlfriend's house. And, and he was just like, I don't know what to do with this. And I was like, well, you're about to get married and leave. Hannah's about to like leave her college. I'm not there. They're gonna need something to take care of. Break mm. the empty nest syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. So so we're we're plotting, we're planning, we're scheming, but uh we'll see. Um are they cat people? Well, my mom and my dad always ask about like oh. Sora and, and okay. Bubba all the time. But then when I bring up just get a cat, they're like, no, who's gonna take care of it? And it's yes. like the cat will. I mean, they take care of themselves pretty right. much. Um, but and then my dad's always just like, I'm allergic, but like he yeah. loves dogs. Then you take like What's something it? every day, like nice. the rest of us. Yeah. What do you use? Um, some like a Zyrtec. Yeah. I just, you know, just I just accept sneezing and yeah. itchy eyes. I guess that's the only time I'm gonna have unconditional love <laughs> <laughs> is with with a cat. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, so yeah, we're planning on getting them a cat. It's a black cat too, so I'm kind of just like <laughs> witchy vibes. <laughs> um, I love, I love the winter. I've been, I mean, like I busted out this corduroy shirt, wow. um, all my sweaters, uh, soups, casseroles, love them. Um, You're living your best Alaskan life. Yes, yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> There's no snow here, unfortunately, and I have to drive an hour just to look at snow, but like, that's not snow to me. No. It's dandruff. <laughs> it's earth's dandruff just there. <laughs> um, and then lastly... Um, I have registered for my San Jose State University classes. Wow. Um, wow. I'm taking 10 credits. I'm a little bit scared. Uh, and I'm also a little bit scared because my financial aid has not come through yet. So I'm like, mm. come on now. Come on now. When does your, my, when, when do you start? Uh, January. But I think I have an early class that starts like late December. Okay. Yeah. So I just need to know, am I getting loans or am I paying this out of pocket? I just need to know now. I'm excited. I'm sorry, you may not know until the day of. That's usually how, like, when it kicks in. Yeah. yeah. Unless you talk to someone from financial aid. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've yeah. contacted them and they said that uh, it's supposed to go through this week, but I checked Wednesday and it still said no financial aid available. And I'm like, is it because it's Thanksgiving? Like, it's close to Thanksgiving and they're kind of just like, oh, we're just going to wait. Like a banking whatever. holiday. Yeah. So time. I'm kind of just like, Come on, y'all. Give me the monies so I could 
get the diploma so I could become a real librarian. Hey, <laughs> or a a certified That's library. You're already a real yeah. librarian. Oh, thank You're you. Most librarians. I thank I'm you. not just saying this as your friend. I went to a library conference, which is not on the update. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Um, I'll be a, a certified, and I I don't know. I'm just I'm, I'm ready to just become. Okay. The librarian that I have always wanted to that be. That the world actually needs. Yep. Yes. <sighs> and those are my check-ins. All right. Thank you, Daniel. Um, I'm dope sick right now. Mm. So uh I so I, I take Vivance for instead of like Adderall. And there's been miscommunication between my uh, uh pharmacy and my doctor's office, and so I've been without medicine for like a week somebody dropped the ball so it's like this is a methamphetamine so like i am going through withdrawals and it sucks it fucking sucks um so i think there's also a shortage on the um not vivance but like the what's it called like the the no name or the Oh my gosh, I can't think of the Paracetamol. word. Paracetamol. Uh, it's like the generic, <laughs> oh, ge- generic. Okay. That, see, and this is also, I mean, I have trouble with words anyway, but like, I feel like it's magnetized when I'm not medicated. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, it's very hard to focus. And then just the physical uh, aspect of going through withdrawals is like, it's unpleasant, uh, but there's, there's a shortage. And so I have to wait until Monday. Okay, at least there's an ETA. I mean, we'll see. But um, but you know, I'm here. <laughs> I I am here. Um, I guess we haven't really spoken since Halloween. Wow. And, friends? Oh my gosh, yeah. Or like we haven't recorded since yeah. Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um Heather and I did a really cool uh trunk or treat for the community that we serve. <laughs> and we did a Jurassic Park background. And so uh, we went uh, we went overboard, but it looks really good. Like there were a lot of uh, fake plants there, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I just have to buy. Oh I just God. have to buy this dino head. Everything <laughs> makes sense now. So, you know, I just put it in there and then um, like covered it up with like fake plants, and then it was like supposed to look like oh, it's supposed to look like it's coming out. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'll post a picture. I'm pretty proud of it um and so that i think halloween was not a lot of folks came through Ooh. um so Ooh. i don't know i'm wearing a boo shirt <laughs> Halloween's all year baby I, I mean ghosts are all year right yeah um but uh so we have a lot of candy left over which oh darn um <laughs> update number three i went to Voltaire the new venue at the Venetian and got to see my number one problematic white woman pop singer Kylie oh and Minogue um it was a very decadent evening very very white male gay centric um and Voltaire is pretty cool like the vibes in there like studio 54 like just that disco era okay um and this was like the first time i've ever had like bottle service i didn't go through a club era even like living in vegas so it was very uh it was we looked out of our element like in terms of like what bottle service etiquette is and um 
really knowing how much it was all going to cost at the end of the day, uh, but definitely worth it. Um, our table was, so there's like a stage and then a catwalk and our table was at the catwalk. And so we made eye contact. Um, so that was like, it was pretty, like, I never thought that I would have that kind of an opportunity, like being an American fan. Um, and then there's a, an in-house like burlesque group called Belle de Nuit. And it is very remnant, like their acts are, um, like some of them use like French disco, like older music, but they also like their routines, like they had someone on like a mattress with like cameras. And so it like would, it was a very nice, like mesh of like, um, old, like older music and like technology mm -hmm. and like, eroticism and like viewpoint mm -hmm. and they um I wish they had more folks of color mm -hmm. um you know I'm not in charge of DEI hiring at Voltaire so it was it was really weird to be in such a like white gay space for because I I guess it also just is part of like what my life has yeah. been now this is literally like this seems like a, a theme this yeah so uh, white gaze uh, yes so <laughs> i uh this over the weekend i got to meet vanessa williams oh yeah okay we have a picture, together. We have a picture together. <laughs> um but so i got to meet vanessa williams but the space too was very white gay and yeah. i literally like i told i told cody i was like i'm tapping out i'm going home like i don't feel right here like mm. I I I like get them at the gay level but I don't get them at the white level is that intersectionality yeah. <laughs> also the money level. oh yeah yeah and the money level too like everyone there was like wearing like nice suits and like you know like trying to like talk to Vanessa Williams don't mind like don't get me wrong Vanessa Williams was super super nice okay. she was very very like she was very um she was very kind she was very gentle um but just being around like affluent white gays affluent white it's gays, weird I was just like I feel like I'm the servant here and like I've had like a couple people too like I was just standing kind of like off like away from like the crowd did someone try to hand you a drink no so like well practically they were just like is this where I put the empty glasses and I'm like I don't work here I am no. also an attendee so I was just like tapping out sorry mm. I'm glad though that that my white partner um was just like go ahead like like you can go ahead like if you don't feel right here go ahead but like we have to also kind of like talk you through and like think about like why you're why you feel this way and I'm like I know how I know why I feel this way but I'm glad that he was like able to kind of just give me like go ahead like I he wanted me there because the next day he was gonna leave mm. but I told him like I can't. I'm sorry. Was it like a performance? No, it, event or like it was like a talk. It was a um. They were doing so Vanessa it uh released candles in partnership with Cody's boss. Oh, yeah. okay. So it's like, well, like okay, a, it was a, a launch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was okay, all right. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so it is a pattern. I mean, white gays gonna be white gays, right? Yeah. <laughs> they're just gonna they're gonna be. <laughs> Um, but I, 
the night was like it was so weird like and I had such a crescendo of like emotions because I had drink so much but like you know when you're when you're intoxicated like your feelings are just like so much more yeah and so I definitely forgot like context of like I'm here watching someone work um and like I'm I'm a spectator I'm not like I don't know Kylie Minogue even though like I've supported her career for decades and that like I'm very much like love her music and have followed her for a long time but like we don't know each other and so I brought a zine to like give her because I made a fan zine and um I was like holding it up to my chest and stuff and like stretched my arms out to give it to her and she like looked at me and then kept walking and I was like oh no oh no um and I did want to cry in that moment for sure um but Heather still thinks that Kylie thinks that I was like underage and should not have been at the show and probably <laughs> didn't want to interact with me. Uh, but also she is at work and I know where her, her bread is buttered and it's white gaze. Um, and so like, that's okay. Like, it's not a reflection of me as like a person. Yeah. Like I'm I'm there to see a show. Like I really had to think about that yeah. afterwards to not like think that the moment was totally like ruined. Mm -hmm. Um but I I really had to do some like sit with my feelings and really think about where this is coming from like this like people pleasing mm -hmm. and yes. like and like parasocial <laughs> relationships. Like there were a lot of weird layers going on there um which I suppose if I was still doing fandom studies I can get into it <laughs> but um also someone told me I, so I wore well Heather wore this sequin jumpsuit it was beautiful. and she got so many compliments from from men from gay men <laughs> and so and she thought oh I really missed my moment to be like a gay icon and I was like you can still be one yeah. <laughs> there's still what do you mean? Um, and then I wore this uh, leather harness top. But it sounds so funny because like I wore underneath, I wore like this mock turtleneck. <laughs> it was like a, a short sleeve mock turtleneck. And then I had like black slacks on. Okay. It, it was a look. <laughs> I'm sure it's um, great. Yeah. And so uh, our little friends, who we, or the folks who we made friends with, <laughs> Like said, as soon as I saw that harness, I knew you could fuck any twink in this room. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I mean, I didn't hear it in the moment. Right. Like I kind of heard it, but I was, I was like, we were three bottles in <laughs> by this point. So I was just like, I, I was very drunk. Um, but that was a nice compliment. Yeah, it's a nice yeah. compliment to go home. Yeah simmer and marinate and yeah i'm just imagining very like very vogue very like bdsm i was what trying to, i was trying to go for like yeah like a a light bdsm look yeah. <laughs> uh because you know i can't take it to the schools oh my it's God. like <laughs> and kylie saw you in that outfit thinking yeah that you were underage <laughs> yeah so i say that with love i say that with love like okay 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 <laughs> yeah like who <laughs> 
this drag queen brought their what's their young son to a family show nice how nice that they adopted this little brown boy <laughs> so that that was my update <laughs> all right here's some my updates i also saw white women over the weekend it was the same night oh yeah yeah <laughs> it was um it's the same night because I actually thought it was Thursday. So I went day ahead by accident to my thing at Resorts World. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, classic. Scooch in, scooch in. Okay, yes. <laughs> um, so I'll talk about my Resorts World stay. I think they've designed this place to be kind of like an adult Disneyland mm-hmm. with sprinkle of Asian street food culture, which is like, uh, I don't know how I feel about this. Because they're definitely trying to captivate um, swanky Asians mm-hmm. by making them feel like they're eating street food at $16 a plate. It's pretty expensive in there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, I could enjoy it. I was not even in my mind. I was, I gave too much blood that day. So, Koi was basically my human crutch walking around. And then when we realized the show was the next day, I was like devastated, but I was able to get merch ahead of time. So I didn't have to fall into a nice. large line. Um, we got upgraded from Resorts World to Crockford's. There's four hotels inside this one hotel. It didn't make sense to me, but it's full of corridors. So if you were trying to hide your, um, you know, your wife and other your partners, <laughs> other partners, there's many secret rooms to do that okay. because we kept, <laughs> Ending up in a corridor or elevator that we're like, where's the main entrance? So I'm on to you, Resorts World. Um, yeah, so I went to the Amy and Tina tour um, thing, which we don't even know what they were Wait, going to do. Wait, who? Oh, sorry. Amy Poehler and Tina Fey. Um, yeah. And so I definitely couldn't afford those tickets either. So I drowned up a bunch of savings to go to the show. Um, and I literally cried when they walked on the stage because... Um, it reminded me of a time where I didn't know women could be funny. And so watching SNL at a young age, I was like, oh, you could wear glasses and be a woman and be funny. Like, this is a thing. And so I was just crying. And Koi's like, you okay? Because um, I was also woozy at the start of the show. Like, I just wasn't good that entire weekend. Like, I was just like out of my body um, because I'll talk about my third piece of this update. And so I was like, I don't know what's going on with me. So he had to find a snack in the lobby to just get me going. Because like, if I laughed too hard, like my body felt like it was folding. And I was like, okay. So like, he was like, is she having a good time? But I'm like, this is (laughs) my eyes illuminated is the best reaction I can come up with right now. So yeah. And so all this resorts world stay, the comedy tour, um all this happened after my biggest update which is I went to the ER during class with Nicole um and it was a (laughs) field trip field trip it was a culmination of just a shit storm like prior to class um I found out two really devastating news about my day job and then um I had stress eight in my first class then I stress eight in my second class And I just also wasn't getting enough sleep because of the stress that this semester had accumulated. And then after we got a break and we were having a good time in the hallway, we were, we sure were shooting a shit. I stood up in the middle of class and I was like, I don't feel good because for me, like usually when that happens, people are like, sure, just a breath or chest pains. That wasn't happening to me. Like the 
it was like a dark hallway was closing in on my ass like I was like uh like I was like am I gonna die like I literally felt like I was gonna die and so Nicole was able to drum up or like pack my shit and even when we were in walking from the building to the parking lot my knees started to go and I was like oh fuck am I is my whole body gonna fuck up like um and so we had this really tender moment inside Nicole's car where I was like I think I'm gonna die like I really think I'm gonna die and thank god I didn't um but all in all like I found out having a regular heartbeat which I'm working towards holistically and medically Mm. trying to figure out um but it has altered my whole life right or even the way that I see like able-bodiedness like I feel like my blood pressure was my superpower like I'm always going things at 100 so I can multitask right which it folds into ADHD of like five different things like now on my meds now trying to monitor my heart on an app and journaling I'm like one thing at a time I don't sit at a traffic light anymore and think five different things I'm just kind of like steering wheel so it's been such an adjustment like Mm. uh, but it is nice to not have to think about or worry about a lot of things but people will talk to me in the speech patterns that I used to have right like super fast do four things even at work and I'm just kind of like one thing like Koi was like are you snubbing me because you don't really you don't seem enthusiastic oh wow and I'm like no I literally can't and when I get really giddy or laugh or socialize like my body there's like a it's like a bookmark it's like you can't go further like you can't laugh like cacked head or whatever so I'm like uh so that's really it made me sad I cried about it last night because I'm like damn like this really a new life like I made a list of things to try to get um, my life back together in the goalpost of life but I'm also like this was my body keeping definitely a score mm. like, you know and one of the really devastating things like me and my dad it was a complex relationship and this is the last I'll say on it he was like really scared I would die and we cried about it outside of the hospital like girl no like we like a deep a deep form of love was established but also it was <laughs> it, like you it's generational trauma but it's like generational medical trauma right like he was just kind of like yeah, this is your fate. You will die of hypertension and diabetes. And this is like the fate of our family. And I'm like, that the doctor didn't say that. Like, you're wishing that upon me. And I was like, to me, in my mind and logic, I was like, the future is still left to be written. Mm-hmm. And like, I still have time. God's like, all right, girl, like, you still have a shot. Like, and so I'm living like that. And even when I try to get feedback from my parents, they're both nurses. I'm like, hey, man my ratings are not that bad they're like not good enough I was like oh so then I'm like all right all in all show for yourself I'm showing up for myself lately I'm gonna go into 2024 with this mentality but yeah it is it's sad it's a little sad to um know what I'm giving up but for the sake of waking up every day god damn it I will (laughs) like period anywho I've never, <laughs> I, I have never seen you that scared. So scared. We I had no, I had no idea. Like, I was like, oh, Jean wants to hold hands in the car. Like, no. you're fucking scared. Yes. Yeah, dude. Because like in your car, my life flashed before my eyes. I was like, love you, love Daniel, love my mom. And then I got to my dad and brother. I was like, I haven't resolved shit with them. Like, I'm really going without saying anything to them. Uh, um, yeah. Plus, you got those amy tickets yes. <laughs> like yes 
Yes, that was it. Yes, the Lord said, well, you just bought these tickets. I was like, let me just roll it back. Give you a week. My, my plans are uh my plans are not are not it. We're like, let's change. Yeah. Wasn't you I went? Yeah. <laughs> pause. Say four months for this shit. Um yeah. So or what if God was just telling you, like, gee, slow down? Yeah, he's been like, girl, slow down a million years ago. And I was like, nah, it's fine, I'll do a holistic route. But like even drinking my gallon of water was fucking me up because it was actually like washing me out of nutrients oh, you know and i, I was like whatever like i'm drinking a lot of water to like water out my blood like i don't fucking know you thought you were fl- like flushing out but it's like you're flushing everything, everything out. out okay yeah. so like that's why my potassium levels were so low uh i, I eat two bananas a day now like bruised unbruised i eat all of the bananas wow um but anywho i'm really excited about who's here because i think thematically uh, we're gonna learn a lot y'all are gonna learn a lot listeners um my good friend isabel buxik is here come say hello friend hello oh my gosh thank you all for your updates there's so much that was like so drawn into so muse also so like touched so it was truly an honor to witness that live so just excited to be here and chat with you all before I introduce how I know you I want to check in with your week how has it been Mm, yeah yeah well I I would say I am transitioning into slowness because I actually just came back from a retreat in Costa Rica on Tuesday so that was just so beautiful I my heart was cracked open in the most beautiful way crying a lot and I don't usually cry um and yeah still integrating and processing but that's that's my big check-in for the week wow what a way to like land with you right now like you know after such a big big trip um do you know Anita Rivia I don't Believe I feel so. like she went to that. She, I know she was also in Costa Rica for a thing. That I think it would be just so funny. Yeah. If like, if you were, if y'all were at the same thing. Do they have a nickname or? Ooh, I don't know. I'm a. We'll talk about it later. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. I'm super excited to tell you. I met Isabel at the Fly Pie Summit, and I thought it was last year, but it was this year. There goes my time. Oh my gosh. It was this year in <laughs> wow. San Jose. Can you believe it? I can't. Um, <laughs> I didn't know anyone out there. And I first, so how it's format is like all these rounds inside um, the gym. And I sat first with um, Lisa Mayari, who was sitting there all by herself or themselves. And then Isabel came to sit with us. And I literally, when Isabel came to sit with us, I was like, the coolest outfit ever. And I'm not even shitting you. Like, it was like, I was like wearing a shirt or like a button up or whatever, you know what I mean? Or like school gear. And like, um, Isabel was wearing like arm warmers, a faux furry vest. It was like all earth tones and boots and had a shaved head. Um, and then our friend Kathleen came to sit with us. And while sitting there, everyone kept coming up to Isabel and like hugging her. And they were happy to see her and very fond of her. And I kept just like leaning over to Isabel, like, you were so loved. Like, who are you? Um, which I think that you alluded to that you had done workshops prior to and everyone like still found that very memorable. So I'm like super happy as the year closes out with BB and just in 2023 in general that you're here on our platform um, in complete pursuit of 
working for yourself with unconventional bliss, which for every one of our listeners is a soft landing for your wellness and creativity to exist. I still look at that time this year very fondly because of the new friends, you and Lisa and Kathleen, um, that I made in the Bay. So yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. That was really this year. I really thought that was last year. <laughs> that is wild. But thank you for taking me down memory lane because your energy was truly so beautiful. And just like, I can already tell from your smile, like, oh, I feel safe to be near Aww. you. Like I'm super, I can be really, I am really shy and really like can be anxious in social settings. So yeah, I was just so grateful for your energy as well. And thank you for reminding me like, just commenting saying how loved I am because sometimes I forget and so that really stuck with me too just your message just that one-liner that you shared just like yeah like thank you and just being in that place of gratitude so yeah so grateful thank you awesome that's so cool yeah, I know I don't like we're here yeah I mean y'all are fly penny, so yeah. <laughs> it makes sense I'm so uh... yeah um, all right um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself like where you grew up yeah yeah for sure so I am um I grew up in on Temian Nation land also known as a South Bay area in California um and I was actually born in Pasay in the Philippines yeah. and my that is where my dad is from. My mother's from Bicol province. And um, yeah, so I grew up in the Philippines, or I was born in the Philippines, and I moved to California when I was like 10 months old. And really, the Bay Area is what I've grown up to know. And so that's what shaped me. Um, I uh, studied in California as well. I studied design and digital media, and I'm one of the few people who still do what I studied. Um, and I'm just so grateful that I've had that opportunity to even pursue higher education and learn something that was exciting for me that, you know, that is not the case for so many people. Um, and having that space and opportunity to dive even more deeply into what I'm doing now as a space holder, as someone who is cultivating those soft landing places for folks to honor their creative medicine. So yeah, again, just like all these things that I'm excited to dive deeper into with all of you, just culminating into what I'm doing today. Wow. That is so cool. Thank you. Um, what, what do you all mean by soft landing? Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, what's what's that mean? I even love just the set of words. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, well, for me, I think what is the root of what I how I'm coming across this is just like a place where we can remember rest Mm -hmm. to have that as a foundation, just because me and a lot of creative peers and other clients that I've worked with, burnout is one of the biggest factors that they've Uh, move through and um, have as one of their challenges and so how do we remember what rest can look like for ourselves in the smallest moments in the big moments in the rituals in the mundane um, and approach our creativity from there so that we aren't approaching that practice in a way that's like oh I need to produce more and more from a Mm -hmm. capitalistic sense but how do we approach it with a new sense of like love and care and nurturing um and so whatever soft softness means to you and looks like for you 
I love that concept. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It's so radical. <laughs> like yeah. uh, we're in such a, I mean, the capitalism and the grind culture is just mm-hmm. so pervasive and so it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's cool to see that you are, uh, that this is like your your work, your passion, and that you are bringing others into it. Right. That's. And there's also that layer of just rest. Yeah. It's included in our work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not a negotiable. Yeah. It's like. Yes. Component. Yeah. Um, can you tell us about how you got to this space? Oh, yes. So it is, it has been a journey and it really is the steepening of what I have been doing for several years, really. Um, it isn't anything brand new that I haven't done before. Uh, and funny enough, Unconventional Bliss is a platform that started off as like a fashion lifestyle blog at the very start of college. And it's just like evolved from a place of my own expression and creative outlet to write and to express myself in a fun way without any uh, expectations or anything placed on it and it's just evolved into another way of expressing myself creatively Um, so that's how the actual platform started and then in terms of the work itself I have been a space holder for several years even like down from high school, being a student leader for clubs and in college was where I was activated and heavily involved in the Philippinex American community. I was a student leader there holding spaces for folks to be in courageous and vulnerable conversations to dive deeper into their own identities. Um, and so after graduating, I was really just seeking out similar spaces. And at the time, I wasn't aware of Um, any spaces like that just yet or I wasn't connected to folks holding spaces like that and so I was creating some smaller spaces and projects um, uh, for my local community and that just grew um, and connecting with other orgs or with other peers or folks doing cool things and it was kind of like a secret life after my nine to five like oh yeah I'll do this like event or I'll hold a workshop Mm -hmm. or I'll collaborate with someone uh, because that lit me up, um, lit my spirit up, lit my soul up in a way that my job wasn't doing. Um, mm. So, yeah, so that's kind of like where my space holding background is from. And really a lot of my spaces that I held um, was for Filipinx folks, for BIPOC folks, for women and femmes, for LGBTQIA plus folks. Um, and so that really... Um, inspires me of how can we create these spaces that are courageous and safe for folks to gather together in community, especially having conversations that not that are not always um, safe or encouraged to talk about, whether it's identity or issues that they're facing or challenges or whatever that is. And so that's just expanded now into um, taking my own lived experience as a multidisciplinary designer, creative, and art director. Um, and taking my own health scares and challenges and burnout and nine to five stories um, and holding space for others who are full-time creatives or hobbyists or creatives in denial um, or those <laughs> who are still figuring that out. And again, like, how do we 
gather together either one-on-one or in group spaces to learn more about how to take care of their creative spirit in a holistic way. I, I, I just love all the frameworks you use because every, for your client and for yourself, it's always within the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it's always mindful of the spectrum of where we're at. So I just love, I just love that you are so mindful of that. <sighs> um, so earlier you mentioned being a founder and art director. Um, <laughs> could you tell us about Brown Papaya? Yeah. So Brown Papaya is a, it started off as a magazine that just expanded into community gatherings and the name brown papaya is a play on some words so brown for claiming the brown skin that is often discouraged to uh, wear and hold and have in the philippinex community and papaya because there's a very popular product papaya soap to bleach the skin and so putting those two words together in a way to claim that golden brown skin um, and honoring the fruit in a different way so that's the name brown papaya and that started off actually um, while I was still a design intern and I had some time thinking on my commute on the bus there and back and I'm like, you know what? I think I really want to create something not for a client. I really want to create something for me because mm-hmm. I was always creating projects for a class project or now for an, my internship. And I was ready to create something um, for my own spirit. And I was also interested in playing around with the print medium. And so the magazine format was something that I was really curious about. And so that's kind of that part of the format aspect. And then I was also really seeking community. So this was not too long after graduating from university. And I was still seeking out community outside of that university bubble and what local community looks like to me now. Um, And so I'm like, let's do a call out on social media. And I didn't have a magazine background, though, because I followed my intention and really had a strong why all the steps just unfolded for me my next job actually as I was starting this project was as a designer at a magazine publication and that's where I learned how to design layouts and pages and how to put together a magazine in a professional way and volunteers reached out to offer their services for free because they believed in the mission so many people reached out to be a part of it. And it was really like, hey, does anyone, I'm calling on the Philippine X folks in the Bay Area who wants a free photo shoot. And it was just on Instagram and um, just other social media platforms. And so many folks were so amazing and were so interested. And it just like grew from there. I didn't know what I was doing. I'm like, oh, there's a lot of people. Let me create a Google form. And then the next step came up and then so on. And so again, like that's another thing I like to remind my own clients is that, you know, let's not get bogged down on the details and the how, because that will unfold and reveal itself as you take the next aligned action. How strong is your why? How strong is your North Star? So that you can be so grounded and rooted in that, that no matter what challenges come up, that you'll still follow through and complete that project or achieve whatever that is that is on your heart. Because I definitely experienced my own challenges and blocks, um, but it eventually did get published. So, yeah. 
That's so cool. I do have a side question, kind of yes. to like what you mentioned. Did you ever connect with anyone at the Bulosan Center? Um, I feel like that was after I graduated from UC Davis. Mm-hmm. So I think it was formed like afterwards. So no, I never did formally connect with that with that center. Okay. Okay. I'll see what I could do. You could teach them a year or two, that's for sure. <laughs> that's funny because I did I did go to UC Davis. That's where I studied. Yeah. <laughs> There's something there. There's something there. Yeah. There's something there. Mm-hmm. And like uh the last time that I like worked for as an intern for the Bulosan Center, they were doing some stuff about like Filipino care. So there is space for you there too. Um, wow. and they might they might be needing your expertise oh thank you for the heads oh up. my gosh we're just witnessing an aligned action in action <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> that is wild we have to talk after yeah yeah for sure. <laughs> I uh, it's so cool to just see um just see the how everything just unfolds for you you know when you were talking about the why and then the how will unfold. And so um, mm-hmm. I know that we talked about already how unconventional bliss came about. So I'm changing this set question into being like, how has it been for you this year in moving from nine to five into this full-blown you yeah. know, mission? Mm, yeah. Um, I, you know, it's interesting. I can't remember the date of when we met but it was either right before or right after I got laid off from my job. Yeah, it was right before you got laid off. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I I did get laid off from my job this April of 2023. Um and it was it ended up being like the I was in the first round of layoffs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was another round um uh, of like just budget cuts and just a lot of things happening. Um and it really was proof of a lot of internal work that I have been doing, um, especially in the past year or two, because I was not moving from a place of urgency like I did in a similar um, experience right bef- um, like before that. Because this time when they were telling me, I was actually kind of excited when they were telling me. And it was like, okay, it, it kind of felt freeing. Mm. Um, when they were telling me and I do have the privilege of living with family and having a savings that I've worked on cultivating and not and reminding myself of the facts that no I don't have this urgency to look for another job or to pay rent or like all these other things that you know so grateful that I have those privileges so how can I lean into that and actually experiment and explore this new thing that I've been like fantasizing about Mm. um and so that was kind of like the universe pushing me off the ledge like okay you're ready (laughs) like let me just you know create this space for you because you're clearly like holding on to this you don't need it anymore um so yeah that's kind of like where that shift happened um but I feel like a lot of it was underlying of some work just the year before um, kind of like in a similar health issue thing that prompted me into realizing um, mortality for myself 
Mm-hmm. I had experienced palpitations that were really fast and it was really scary and I'm like mm, let me slip it off for a little bit <laughs> until like two days after I'm like maybe I should go to the ER <laughs> and um long story short after several tests I don't know if you experienced having a Holter monitor and other things but like they didn't like I, I was hooked up to things and like all these tests and stuff there was not a uh, at the end I a cardiovascular expert told me there was nothing wrong with my heart or lungs uh-huh. or anything but my body's telling me there is something wrong mm. and I did end up just by fate I'm like mm, maybe I should get a pap smear mm. my my doctor felt there was something off and after other several tests and uh, ultrasounds there was a cyst on my ovary wow. and so there was a lot of things um navigating the uh healthcare mm-hmm. system <laughs> just all of last year and luckily like I learned that it is a routine surgery it was a minor surgery I got to go home that same day and it was all good and benign but it really got me thinking about the energetics of it too I was working with an incredible um um doula and reproductive justice advocate and space holder who taught me about the energetics of the womb space with the voice and Mm -hmm. how the biology of it like they have very similar structures um and then energetically too um they're connected like life force energy in the womb and using the voice as well as like when you breathe it also relaxes that area. And um, I was playing small for quite a long time and not using my voice at work and not expressing myself creatively. And I felt it too at my at a job I was at and like all these things. And I was also working with um, a mentor another mentor who guided me through that imposter syndrome or like all these playing small and all these things around not claiming that part of myself and was actually encouraged into writing my uh, obituary and writing letters to my loved ones words that I wish I had said and Mm. it was it was amazing because it was actually months before I found out I had needed surgery and so it was all this aligned preparation for that moment and just having this gratitude and this forced rest and recovery and mm-hmm. really thinking about like what are the things I um other than the words unsaid were the projects unfinished and unlaunched and unshared and it was this promise to myself to honor that part of me and to dive fully into that part of myself um because you know whether I had surgery or not life is uncertain just thinking about mortality and like grief and loss of loved ones on a local scale on a global scale just all these things that really pushed me into thinking and approaching my creative responsibility in a new deeper way yeah I love I just love how you painted a fuller picture of what you meant when you did a lot of the internal work because there is a lot of emotional labor that is unregulated, if not cognizant that it's happening because the physical is compromised. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. 
Can you tell us a little bit more about unconventional bliss and like the services yeah. within it? Mm-hmm. Yes. So right now I have a uh, offering for one-on-ones called Creativity Lab. And so that's just this space where I get to offer intimate one-off support or also offering packages where we can connect over several one-on-one sessions where it's really custom to whatever folks have or are needing support with. So Mm -hmm. it could be a specific project they need support with or even the creative process itself or any blocks or challenges they're moving through. Um, whether it's strategy or the energetic side of it. And I've offered oracle card readings. I've offered short meditations through it. I've offered um, different recommendations and um, different steps that they might be invited into. And it's really a space to listen to them and hear them out. And it's custom to what they're seeking. So it's really open to what they want to bring to the table and so those are my creativity labs one-on-ones I also have a group program unearthing creative wisdom where in an intimate container it's over six weeks where we dive into a different theme each week and I've had like such an incredible opportunity to hold that cohort in the fall where we dove into rest practices and cultivating what that looks like for them what does habits look like in a way that feels aligned and good for them as well or what does devotion look like versus discipline and how can they approach their creativity in a way that feels yeah that feels like we're just fucking up the culture out here (laughs) I mean that's what I'm trying to do you know yes yeah so devotion versus discipline like Mm -hmm. even the definition of the word devotion discipline actually has the um has consequences Mm. if you don't follow through whereas devotion is really from a place of love and Mm -hmm. so how do we reframe even that part in our minds that we can approach our creativity in a way that doesn't feel like another chore thing to do Mm -hmm. um yeah so there are different themes that we go through each week um, in a really supportive community where we can hype each other up, watch our projects grow throughout each week. Uh, so that's my other offering. And I'm super excited to be growing a new offering over a longer term, hopefully launched sometime in 2024, where it dives deeper from ideation to launch of a project. And yeah, that's just for folks who want the support from the strategy side and the technical aspects. And also the energetic holistic side as well. So how do we take care of um, all aspects of that so that we can bring that creative medicine that the collective is just seeking and yearning and waiting for you to claim and hold? Oh, that's so cool. What great information on our last episode for the year for a lot of people who are just um, stunted in their aspirations or yeah. stuck in um, cultural expectations of fulfillment that you're providing us in this time, even new vocabulary and new frameworks and, yeah. and whatnot. So what a gift to our listeners. Yeah. Because yeah. you're aligned. Just say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> aligned action, everyone. I mean, just thinking about like the difference between devotion and discipline, I'm like, 
I would love I would love to to bring that into my own life mm-hmm. plus mm-hmm. bring that into like my job too because I'm like I love these kids but then I feel like right now I'm being very disciplinary and very like this when I should be more like of like devoted to like making sure that they're growing and that they're nurtured mm. um, I'm shook Line action. Um, that sounds like some witchcraft, which brings me to our next question. Who is that? Was that me? Oh my gosh, was it my laptop? Don't worry. How embarrassing. Nakakahia. This is what I think. No, it should be do not disturb. Yeah, it's fine. I'm on mute. Oh my god. (laughs) Consequences for the Has anyone called you a bruja? Or like, have you been called a bruja? I don't think so, though I have been called by my mom, Suplada. Okay. <laughs> there is a lot. Yeah. Tell us yeah, tell us. But we've noticed like a, a it's lot, it's yeah. either or yeah, yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's just like some moments. Um, I can't recall the exact like what I was doing or whatever, but I think she has implied that I may have been playing around as a bruja because I have a little altar in my room mm. and she's been like suspicious of it or like, oh, you might be calling in something or some whatever. But it's literally pictures of my ancestors and like mm-hmm. her mom uh-huh. and like, hmm, what do you mean? <laughs> you have like an altar for Jesus. Is this not the same thing? <laughs> so, Yeah thought-provoking questions oh that's a good one um well before we hit rex do you have any um last words for our listeners um yeah may be interested into in taking uh, a leap with you yeah. a leap and a soft land yes mm, i love that yeah so i i would love if anyone felt like lit up by anything or intrigued or curious about anything in this conversation i'd love to connect with you like whether it's a dm my instagram dms are open i also offer a free clarity call that's available on my website at unconventionalbliss.com to just chat and see where your creative practice is at no matter what experience or background you're in i love connecting with all creatives of all skill levels um and yeah see what and what that support could look like um from there and you'll just walk away with some kind of aligned step line action and support from that call and really just last words that I'd like to offer is what is a thing that you are holding so tightly within Mm -hmm. your heart that you're scared of releasing and sharing and what is and like questioning that yeah. Like why? Questioning why that is and what would happen if you did share it. Mm. Because people are waiting. Like think about your favorite artist and just waiting on their next album. Like people are just pestering them asking like when is the next thing going to drop? Yeah. So people are just yeah. waiting for you, you know, to say yes to yourself. And <laughs> yeah, they're just going to be so excited to receive because you have whatever idea that is on your heart. You know, it was planted there for a reason. So it's your responsibility to follow through and honor that part of you. Oh my goodness. That's so encouraging. It's 
you know what always from a real real you know realness like yeah um I know a lot of people are going to seek you out and I really hope I guess this is just a manifestation on my part is like I really hope like our older audience reaches out to you you know mm. redefining parts of our culture that um were taught to suppress or repress mm-hmm. or yeah. destroy. um so yeah what a great part to be part of this journey to see mm. where you're Thank going you. I just you know everyone always talks about how big Renee Brown is but I mean like girl you may be it bro <laughs> you're brown brown <laughs> I love that. That's so funny. <laughs> Let's get into the Rex. What's good, Isabel? What should our people know? Mm, okay. Um, I would say after connecting so beautifully with nature in Costa Rica um, these past several days, I would like to offer a book rec called Braiding Sweetgrass by Robin Wall Kimmerer, a beautiful book on how to really reframe our connection to nature and plant allies and plant medicine um and this is coming from an indigenous woman uh scientist to bridging the scientific knowledge with the indigenous knowledge of plants and nature and it she just goes deep into it so i just say look into braiding sweetgrass um another rec would be any music by the group beautiful chorus i believe um they just have beautiful affirmation music and meditations and uh, lastly um if you've never had or if you have heard of this food i just love it so it's plantains i've been having it almost every day in costa rica and it's just yeah. it hits different over there when it's just simply like caramelized and have like, <laughs> like bits uh just something else when you're eating it there so those are my three wrecks yeah those are great wrecks so good i'm into the banana game you got mm-hmm. me <laughs> so beyond banana. with the potassium <laughs> that potassium mm-hmm. yes <laughs> danny what's good um i'll start off with this one um I made adobo fried rice the other day and I was just like, why cook, why cook the chicken and like the, in like the sauces, pan fry it first okay. and then chop it up to pieces and then take it out of the pan, put this, put the sauce stuff in, let it caramelize. And then you put in the chicken. So it really coats it. My mom does that. Oh, oh, shit. oh my gosh. Oh my God. Isabel's mom. Thank you so much. For- <laughs> bring that to me but it's so good I was just like this is this is it this is how you're supposed to make adobo <laughs> um so pan fry the chicken first don't cook it in the sauce let it let it get sticky in the sauce mm-hmm. um, Ooh, sticky. <laughs> um yeah so I love I love that I'm gonna start doing that even more um number two if you're a teacher in Nevada um I believe the Nevada Department of Education of Nevada um, is going to fund your project on Donors Choose. You could get about $650 for your classroom, but you have to put in a project now um, before the money runs out. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of the teachers at my school just like got word of it. I've, oh, I've, already, got, I've already got my materials in because I've just been keeping track. But a lot of the other teachers are starting to put in their projects, they're getting funded. So there's still money. Please make sure that you're 
you're applying, if you're a teacher in Nevada. Um, if you're not a teacher in Nevada, go ahead and check to see what, um, what is called, what projects you can do because sometimes they do like matching. If you're, for example, like a Brown teacher um, teaching STEM, you can get funding. If you're, um, I think there was one, if you're a male Asian teacher, you can get funding. Um, are you a male Asian teacher? I am, but that <laughs> one's like matching. That <laughs> okay. one's matching. So they're not just going to give you money. It's like if someone donates, mm, someone will match. match. Yeah. Okay. So it's still, it's still great. Uh, please do that. Do you have like a link? Um, a I, website? I can't remember, but it's called Donors Choose. Okay. Donors Choose. Okay. Yeah. Donors oh, Choose. Um, and then lastly, I, I, I read this like a couple of weeks ago. And I just keep thinking back on it. It's a nonfiction text full of essays. It's called The 2000s Made Me Gay. Um, and it's written by, I believe it's written by a, a white uh, woman who identifies as a lesbian. Um, but in, in her writing too, she talks about how a lot of the shows are were very, very white. And... Like, it was nice to just hear and read that, like, oh, so another, uh, a white queer person is able to see the, mm. um, you know, like, the things that were missing for, like, the the brown gay people or, like, the like the black uh, or, like, the people of color who were queer. Like, they didn't have that representation right. in the in the 2000s. Um, but it was, like, a nice throwback to, like, think about Glee and how, like, oh, my God, yeah, Glee was so gay. Glee was so fucked up. It was so fucked up. It was really fucked up. Um, It talked about, like, the L word, and I was like, oh, my God, I know all of these shows, and, like, yes, I did also watch them, and, yes, I did see a lot of myself in them, but it wasn't fully there. Yeah. So it was nice to kind of have that, that reflective moment, but also to realize, yeah, the 2000s really made me hella gay. (laughs) <laughs> yeah we love a queer awakening those are my three nicole kill 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 um my first recommendation is available at total wine <laughs> and bevmo uh it's kylie prosecco <laughs> i'm i'm a you know i'm always trying to like i'm trying to get on her payroll but it's not happening uh <laughs> i i'm i'm back to my napa valley wine roots <laughs> But um, yeah, it was a very bubbly, sweet prosecco, and it's kind of nice if you're if you like prosecco. This is kind of nice. I will I will second it. I've tried it. It's good. It's and the bottle has these hearts on it. It's just a very cute package. I'm a sucker for that shit. I'm assuming that's also Kylie's. Yes. Auto glass. Yes. So she's got a whole line of like I think she has home goods, but it's not available in the United States. Okay. This is world supremacy. <laughs> This is like this is like the oppression of being an Amer uh like an embarrassing American is that you don't get access to like cool stuff. Yeah. I digress. My second um recommendation is if it's it is subscription based, but if you know someone who has um access to the college humor, um it's not well it's is it college humor? Like it's the- it's now I think it's now called dropout. Yeah, it's Dropout. Dropout's great. Yeah, Dropout Media. It's like all those nerds from College Humor. So like they they did like a Dungeons yeah. and, and Drag Race. Like they're like, improvisers. Yeah. So oh, they they had drag queens from okay. Drag Race do 
a D&D session and they have like a bunch so of good. other shows. Jenna has it and she's staying with us for a couple of days. So like we've been watching it. We've been binge watching. It. It's really funny. They have like, you know, it's not like, like all white folks. Mm-hmm. Like there are, there are people of color. Well, yeah. The ones who didn't go on strike. Um, yeah, good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's very funny. Um, and then my third recommendation is that sometimes you got to use a mean voice. So, <laughs> so when I was first calling my doctor's office to be like, can someone check on my prescription? I just, you know, um, I, I don't have meds anymore and it would be really cool. Mm-hmm. And then by like, you know, four days later, I'm like, listen. Hi, I haven't had medicine. Like just using your assertive mean voice does it it works. I mean, I would hope that folks not use it for like things like I don't have this pant in my size, you know, like I oh, to, yeah. in using it in like um advocating for yourself yeah. when it comes to like your health or right. whatever. Like how Isabel brought up suppressing the voice yes yeah Yeah. i really felt that you you released it i I released something (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay here's my rex i have currently been in love with season one of lopez v lopez i know that george lopez was like canceled for stealing jokes at one point but he is doing this show with his daughter and i just feel like he's reformed in a way because it really talks about um, parent generation versus um, Gen Z millennial and it's like just really organic writing because there's some stuff that doesn't make sense to each other's um, generation and they mm. just represent it so well they tackle things like um, crab mentality they talk about um, advocating yourself um, in the workplace and things like that just like things that or like using alcohol for like mental health and stuff like just all these things that get lost in translation that they work out together. And I feel like they provide good avenues to reimagine um, parent and kid relationships. I watch and I'm like, I wish me and my dad were like this, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I, it's a kind of show where you could rewatch and you're, there's still something new to find. So I really love that show currently. Um, number two, I really like impulse app, which um, has helped me measure when my heartbeat goes like, you know, up or down or low. So um, it was 20 bucks, but it was worth it because um, now I know things that I thought like, oh, like being in class excites me. Like what? Like being in class is like jogging for me. So I'm like, oh man, that night I was like, my heart's like, are we running? So mm. it's great. It's great to know to self-monitor and whatnot in the time that I am waiting for my cardiologist, um, which is happening finally next week. Um, and then lastly, Headspace Sleep Guide, everyone. There's different courses in Headspace, but this one was like, okay, granted, I only took two sessions, but um, it was saying like, what is your meaning for sleep? Because they don't offer med- really, they have meditations like to help you fall asleep or white noise, but this one is like, build a reason why sleeping is important to you. Um, so it's like, build a reason, and why is that? And then why is that? And so then you can have more of a core meaning and intention when you go to sleep. So for me, mine was like, I need to go to sleep because I need to calm down. So why do you need to calm down? Because it would be better for my health. Why would it be better for your health? Because I want to live. Like, mm-hmm. and so now when I go to bed, I'm like, I want to live. 
and I'm out. Like I don't even need the white noise. So it's almost like a counterproductive that Headspace did for me, but I'm like, I mean, just like our conversation with Isabel today is like creating deeper meaning, um, creating love for yourself and for others. So thanks for letting me share my recs. Get some sleep, everybody. Game changer. Um, any last words from our co-host for Isabel tonight? This was, I'm so glad y'all met and that <laughs> this conversation is happening and that we're able to um, really look at creativity differently and ourselves different and just, I have, I don't know. I, I think that we have that innate um, drive to like rest, um, but it's lost in this um, like capitalistic state that we're in. And so it's, um, I am inspired and I, I feel hopeful. Um, and I'm so glad that you're here with us and that you're, you're like a gift yeah. <laughs> yeah. To, to other folks and, and that you're, um, you know, that you have, uh, this unconventional bliss, like what a great name like a literal, unconventional bliss yeah. hashtag blessed to <laughs> hashtag <laughs> bliss <laughs> to be um like again like when you mentioned like devotion versus discipline it kind of gave me like a a nice little pillow tap the soft landing you know what I mean pillow yeah tap, like yo wake up like yeah you're here for the kids be devoted to them and show them devotion too and and teach them devotion too so that was that like lifted something off of my shoulders and I'm like yeah like I make them laugh I make them feel safe I make them learn how to write mm -hmm. with their voice that's what I want to do not not the bullshit essays that the school wants them to do yeah I want them to just like show their voice so thank you thank you for kind of just kind of mm -hmm. shaking me a little bit and I'm like you you gentle. know what gentle sorry it's a gentle shake and I think that's like what you mentioned earlier like there's something in your heart that you want to release that's one of them and mm -hmm. I'm I'm gonna start that on Monday I'm gonna wow. make sure that the students know that I'm there for their growth and I want to help them for it mm -hmm. I'm forever grateful for our friendship your vision um I just feel like your existence and this is no bullshit like your existence is going to help redefine a lot of people's narratives in our culture and outside the culture in the generation that is coming up behind us like it is no small feat and like when people read shit like on wiki where it's like this turning point like i'm so grateful we get to see the turning point in 23 for you um because to me it's only up like up and expansive and um another spectrum of sorts for you Isabel like I just feel so much like good energy sent towards you because you are holding a good mirror that we all need for um people you know come from a deeply wounded history um of secrets of displacement and projection and whatnot and you being very um committed to soft landing um as a space and place is going to help a lot of people 
So thank you. My gosh, I feel like I'm all cried out. But like, (laughs) I was not expecting this. So just receiving and just so much gratitude from all of you for holding space like this and for, you know, just expanding what the Philippinex narrative could look like and the experience could look like by even holding this podcast of storytelling, which is so beautiful, that oral storytelling. What a gift. So what a practice that you're continuing to, you know, um practice and share with the community so thank you all we out here everyone yeah all right everyone this is bb signing off this is gene this is daniel this is nicole and this is isabel the panai podcast to unconventionally find your own bliss